fourth dimension and welcome to the great show in the galaxy my name's emma he's mike and today we're poorly so we have to pop by the hospital ship in the sangura conundrum mm. uh so um initial thoughts mike meh yeah yeah oh well, that's our show, everybody. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming by. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. Um, it, I mean, I didn't hate it. But right. at the same time, didn't really do anything for me, I have to be honest. All right, okay. I mean, because I would say that if, if... I mean, talking about, I mean... Um, sort of complaints that we've had uh, about the first four episodes about, you know, they don't really finish and, mm-hmm. um, you know, they don't really come to a conclusion. I mean, this is kind of a meat and potatoes, beginning, middle, end, yeah. base under siege, Doctor Who story. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say route one because that's a bit <laughs> out of order. But <laughs> I mean, if you were to to sort of, I mean, apart from the, the beginning bit in the junkyard, I mean, this is a bottle show, as they used mm-hmm. to call the older, uh, the old Star Trek episodes that just happened on the ship. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty much just a Doctor Who episode out of the most classic mould. Mm-hmm. So um, I mean, I mean, I, I say after the, our complaints about the, the, the uh, sort of our point about the first four episodes, kind of they meander and don't really do very much. Yeah, um, I was sort of in a way relieved that this sort of actually had a proper ending. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, so I was like, oh, good. They do know how to to, to do that. Then that's that's great. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I could definitely see how it can be underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it. I was just if it, if Doctor Who the, the revived series has any problems. I mean, it some, but um, mm-hmm. it's that the middle of a season, so be that episode six, seven, five in this mm-hmm. case. It is usually the bottom of the bell curve as t- in terms of like quality of episodes. I think if you yeah. took like a sample of all the eleven series we've had, mm-hmm. um, usually I would say probably the lowest graded episodes are around that middle, that middle of the season. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of after maybe it's I mean because obviously the, it's their first monster mash was last week. Their big issues episode was week three. Mm-hmm. They've had um like a couple of get to know you know, beginning with get to know you episodes this is kind of you know um our kind of mid-season we're now established you know who these people are yeah let's let's just do an episode mm-hmm. um so yeah i can i can see how i mean i don't think you're alone in your assessment yeah i mean i'm i i think i liked it more than you did but not a huge amount more mm. um if i had to sort of judge a mood from the online apart from some very strange complaints that we'll get to in a minute <laughs> um um yeah i would say that that is the overwhelming kind of people who, di- who didn't you know it, whose people you know it, it, it didn't butter their parsnip particularly mm. um that is kind of the feeling with it, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's nothing wrong with them doing, like, the tried and true, like, storylines. Um, I don't know. I mean, because, like, the beginning bit where, like, the Doctor was actually being a bit of an arsehole, that was actually yeah. a lot more fascinating to me than... Yes. ...sort of... Most because I, I thought, yes, that's great. I mean, you don't want the Doctor to be perfect all the time, and it's nice to show Jodie doing something a little bit other than being the optimistic sort of, I want to say happy-go-lucky doctor that mm. we've seen her in as like in the first four episodes. So it's mm. it's nice to like have her just like, being a bit of an 
you know, an arse, really. You know, trying to hijack this hospital ship, which, you know, yeah. just like doing the right thing by coming and picking up after they got injured. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, she says, you know, I'm not being hostile. And the, the, the main medic in charge is like, yeah, you are. And he sort of like, he just like takes it to task. And it's not really something yeah. we've seen thus far in the series. No, I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I would say that is definitely the most fascinating part of this this episode. That uh, you get someone who is in, you know, is a doctor and mm-hmm. is doing the doctor thing essentially, yeah. and doing what she would do to other people who would do who if she was on the she's looking after the hospital ship, she would be in exactly that position. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting that I, that if, if it had been the 12th Doctor, I think he probably would have crashed on through and, yeah. um, you know, maybe just got in there. But um, this Doctor sort of, it, she sort of takes it in and goes, oh, yeah, yeah. sorry mm-hmm. about that. And it was, it was actually quite nice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. And, like, also, because she saw, she's, she's blindsided by, like, this injury she's picked up. Like, it takes yeah. a, a quite a while to actually realise that she's not actually in a building as such. She's on a spaceship. It's not until, like, um, she notices there's a vibration. She's like, oh, yeah. Um, and I think it's kind of like, I would have liked a bit more of that. Like, I kind of want yeah. the Doctor to be on the back foot a little bit on this one. If that makes sense. Right. That um, does make sense, yeah. I mean, and, like, the, the side character, like, the supporting cast... Um, they're fine. Um, okay. They didn't like. No, there's not really one particular character who stood out. And uh, can we talk about the Pating? Yes, let's talk about the Pating. And it, do you want to know an interesting fact about the Pating? Yeah. It was based on footage of me in the lunch buffet at Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the potato, as I like to call it, uh, peeled stitch. Um, yes, it is basically. <laughs> yeah. Or nibbler from uh, Futurama. Futurama. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was sort of on the two, kind of too cute boundary. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a really vicious adipose. Yeah, it looked a bit like a cabbage patch kid mm. or some sort of gremlin. Yeah, um, but you know what the thing is? I mean, it could have been a really effective, like, problem, but. They make this whole blue of it being sort of like, oh, you know, its skin is toxic to anybody who touches it. But you never really see that happen. Like, I thought they were setting that up, like, say, like when Yaz was defending the antimatter called Ronan. Or mm. you could have a moment like where Ryan, so like in a bit of a callback to episode two, like tries to get rid of it and like maybe gets poisoned by it and that would have like amped the stakes up i think it's that's kind mm. of the problem i have with saranga conundrum is the stakes feel like they should be higher if that yeah. makes sense but like for the most part the, the people who are on board like the actual patients who are on board aren't in any really pit- i mean the only the closest thing to like a critical condition you could have is like um say the general yeah because she's got a heart problem yeah, do you know actually? Yeah. Um, this I've just thought what this this is. Mm-hmm. This is nice midnight. It is, yeah. <laughs> this is what <laughs> if the people on the trip at midnight were what? reasonable. Yeah. And you know didn't panic. This is nice midnight. It this is. is what this is. <laughs> it kind of is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, without the psychology mind games, yeah, it kind of is actually. Yeah. Um, and I did like that bit when when the doctor like assembles everybody in the main unit and says, right, here's the situation. And she looks around and goes, I was hoping there'd be more questions. 
yeah and everyone's just like yeah okay, okay. i mean and the the um I, I, I don't know i think if the pating had been more scary mm. um maybe like you would have appreciated it more as an existential threat yeah um and I, as well i mean, i just feel like that the the force it out of the airlock solution is kind of again it's quite route one yeah um i i you know you sort of think well yeah do that surely that's what is the the solution then if you can't get if you can't kill it, kill it no. and it can survive the vacuum of space and you don't really want to make it dead mm-hmm. just fuck it off into space surely <laughs> yeah. just get it in there and kick it out um yeah I, I i don't know i think that that's probably the thing when it turned up Mm-hmm. Oh no! I mean, when they first walk around the corner and see him, he's got his little, like, his little kind of corgi bum cheeks sort of yeah. thing. And I thought, oh my goodness, what is going? <laughs> <laughs> well, mind you, though, I'll be first in line to get my pating plushie, which is inevitably coming. Oh god, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, can we quick, quickly slide over to one of the absolutely odd, bizarre complaints that I saw about right. um, this? Yes. Was, uh, your man, yeah, your man who's pregnant. Right. Okay. So. Right. People freaked out about this. <laughs> My kids watch this show. They love the Doctor. It's disgusting to have a man pregnant on the show. What? Oh, I on. don't understand what your problem is. <laughs> He's an alien. He's an alien. It's pretend. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, you had, like, wasn't, like, Jack Harkness pregnant once? Or he claimed yeah, they to be anyway. mentioned it. Mentioned yeah. it in past. And yes. then, what, Series 3, you had a woman who gave birth to kittens? Yeah, in gridlock. So I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get what, why people were so appalled by it. I mean, but it's one of those things. I think that they're trying to appeal. I mean, well, I mean, another thing that sort of came up, which I at the moment, one of the moments I really liked in this show, but mm. it's kind of one of the. It struck me as one of those things again, like sort of talking about adults as like Yaz's na- uh, as you know Yaz's bum and things like mm. that. It's one of those ideas that kids have that, you know, the girls have girls and boys have boys. Like yeah. before you realise what, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's it one works. of those things. No, I mean, but that's one of those things that I think really little kids think. Yeah. So I wonder if it's like they're sort of taking inspiration from, mm. you know, maybe something one of their kids has said. I mean, it's one of those things that I think I thought was what it was when I was really little, like that. When yeah. you turn the TV off, the people inside the TV go, cool. you know, go to sleep or something like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, the, the sort of strange things that you sort of think as a, as a little kid, mm-hmm. that obviously, the, um, you know, you're sort of trying to work out how the world works. Yeah. And uh, you sort of figure it out as you get older. But, uh, yeah, I think he was just sort of playing with one of those ideas. And, like, I'm, I was going to say, out of everything I thought that people would have a problem with with this episode, people really got to be in their bonnet about this pregnant guy thing. Yeah. It is, like, slightly odd. So, I mean, what, what does it matter? I mean, it's hardly like when you see him again. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it just doesn't really seem that important. I mean, it was just sort no. of a fun little... I mean, I thought it was nicely playing with that trope of you know, the girl goes away on a sort of, you know, mm-hmm. boozy holiday, holiday and yeah. comes back knocked up and all these yeah. sort of things. So I thought it was, like, an interesting subversion of that, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it's a, a man who's pregnant yeah. as a result of that sort of thing. Absolutely. And decides to keep the baby. I mean, obviously, because then that sort of plays with Ryan's mm-hmm. uh, uh, issues at the moment around his dad and um, losing his mum, which yeah. I thought, I mean, it was, I mean, I appreciated that scene a lot between him and Yaz mm-hmm. um, and obviously getting that bit of backstory and yeah. understanding that bit about his character. But I think just because it was in this episode, which I think you could sort of 
I mean, with, especially with the pating, it could be a little bit um, not silly, but I mean, not entirely serious. I mean, there's some mm-hmm. serious stuff going on in this episode. I mean, yeah. obviously, like you say, with um, the uh, general as heart condition and that relationship between brother and sister mm-hmm. and um, yeah, that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, d- I did feel a little bit that it was this quite serious moment. And it felt a tiny bit out of place with stuff and stuff that was a little bit more um you know light-hearted you know like with Graham yeah. saying I've seen every episode of Call the Midwife and Ryan's like what <laughs> and, the, and the bit where uh, Graham has a look at the the sack and he's like oh I really shouldn't have looked and uh, Ryan gives yeah. me shit for it so he says oh no yeah. I have that on Call the Midwife as well he looked away at the squeamish bits yeah <laughs> that, was that was a good chuckle but yeah I I mean I appreciated the conversation between yes. Yaz and yeah. Ryan but it didn't feel like it was in the right place I think I kind of feel like had it been a case of like one of the two had gotten poisoned or something by the pitting and you know maybe have that as like a like a dramatic moment they're trying to sort of like one's trying to comfort the other or something or try to take their mind off it or you know in the aftermath if like they get cured of the poison or whatever then they have that moment but at that point in time it just seemed like a bit out of place I mean I appreciate them doing yeah. it but it just sort of like yes. seems a bit like Okay, that's certainly a thing. Um, sure is, yeah. Um, I, I do feel like, yeah, there was a few missed opportunities. That, that I think that the the main problem with this episode was that I don't think they sort of could really decide what tone to go with for it. Yeah, because they could have gone, they could have gone really comical with it. Because obviously the pating is kind of dumb looking, and then mm-hmm. you've got all the kind of the gags in it. I really thought because uh, Ronan the android, they were saying about it doesn't eat organic things. Here's a thing that's not. I really thought it was going to eat him. Yes, I honestly <laughs> thought. And the other thing is, right? Okay, so yeah, I mean, Yaz gets a great moment where she gets to punt the pating down the corridor. Yes, which did make me laugh. But you know, I mean, yeah, that was great. But Ronan's supposed to be immune to this thing. Why isn't he going for it? Why yeah. isn't he saying, hey, you know, I'm just an android. I'm expendable if something happens. You're a fleshy human. I'll take care yeah. of it. And then maybe he could yes. get, like, like dismembered or something. Or Ting takes his arm off and then Yaz gets to eat it down the corridor. But it's just, like, I think if there's any characters you could probably just cut, it would be Ronan, I think. Because yeah, he's pretty just much. sort of there, really. I mean, he does get, like, a nice little, little expo speak gag. When he says, uh, are you experiencing comprehension deficiency? And Yaz goes, yeah, all the time, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I did enjoy that. But I feel like you can't go on about how the pating doesn't eat organic things and then mm-hmm. have a not organic man and then not have him get eaten. It just seems weird to me. Yeah. Unless it's like biotechnological or something. So the pating Yeah, he's got would... like a cyborg. Yeah. Or something. Or something yeah. like more sort of like Ash from the Alien series. You know, yeah. those type of like biodroids. Yes. Like, oh, like, have, like, yeah. a team try, try and take a chunk out of him, just, like, oh, no, don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's it. He could have basically had the, the bishop role from Aliens, yeah. essentially, that oh, he goes and does, you know, something and then gets tore up. Yeah, I was expecting him to yeah. say, sort of like, kind of, like, Ash or Bishop, or more like Ash. I was expecting something a bit more darker behind the scenes, but... But that's the other way they could have gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. I think they couldn't really decide whether they wanted to go, like, full, like, zany... Mm-hmm thing or they wanted to do or they wanted to sort of go darker and make it a little bit more kind of edgy and like mm. you say you could have had it had him as more of an ash and a bishop yeah uh, sort of character uh trying to maybe contain the pating or mm-hmm. you know um 
get it back for weapons research or something because that's something that's quite interesting actually that in the all these five episodes nearly there's this suggestion of ongoing war yeah. and that there's this thing about you know there's the things are sort of there's war everywhere in the galaxy it seems it feels <laughs> like every episode they've sort of said I've had a character who said, you know, I've come out of this war. I'm a refugee from this. Mm-hmm. This part of the galaxy is all messed up. Um, you know, there's fighting here, there's fighting there. I, it, I feel like it's come up in every episode. Is that just me? or No, no, it's not just you. I think the only thing that didn't come up was Mummies in Rosa. But, yeah, uh, but, well, obviously, yeah. you know, that was, that's got its own thing. But, um, yeah, you're right. It's like there's a lot of conflict going on in the background. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it... it um, one thing is I've seen is people saying, you know, uh, for for everything that's sort of gone on, mm-hmm. um, it's refreshing to have just a straight up Doctor Who story. There's no timey wimey stuff and mm. all this sort of thing. But um, I don't know. I just feel like they're laying in a lot of background stuff and things that they can pick up on later. Because, like you said, I just feel like it's come up a lot, like more than like in 80% of the episodes we've mm. had it just it, it feels like more than a coincidence to me yeah but again i do wonder if that's just my brain sort of looking for clues everywhere because that's how television has now trained me to watch tv mm, it's true i mean if if that is the thing they've, they've been very subtle about it um so like enough so it makes you sort of doubt yourself doesn't it? But I mean, like we say, yeah, um, yeah. Chibnall said there weren't going to be any recurring elements, but you know, immediately in the second episode, we got a mention of the Stenzer again. So, mm. is it because of them, or you know, it's it's very odd to sort of like figure out because at least with like Moffat or Davies, you could sort of go, all right, here's the sort of like through line for this series. Where's it going to take yes. us? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate that. Obviously, they're sort of I, I, like like last week. I, I feel like there's sort of an element of we want two or three years out of this configuration of you know at least this doctor and at least this producer. Mm-hmm. So let's start laying in some groundwork. Let's put some stuff in there that we can pick up on later. You know, a bit like when the master, you know, had, inverted commas died and was incinerated, and mm-hmm. the 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 had picks up the ring and you hear the laugh. I mean, that was never meant to go anywhere, but they sort of put it in there because. They thought, well, that'll be nice for later if you want to do something with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, they, they then did pick it up. But I do feel like that, yeah, maybe they're sort of putting in a little bit of groundwork and stuff they can pick up, pick up on later. I mean, we're 50% through the series yeah. already. Um, <laughs> uh, next week, I, I, you know, is going to be Earth-based as far as I am aware. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know how they would sort of fit that in if, if it's what I think it is. Um, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I don't know if I'm just searching for meaning where there isn't any. I mm. think is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I, I think it's like I say, it's probably because Kibble said, "Oh, there aren't going to be any through lines." But then in the Ghost Monument, he had mentioned the Stenza, and then that's thrown you off. And now you're thinking, okay, so is there going? Yes, there's, there's no like sort of. At least with Moffat and Davies, you knew you were going to get something, but yeah, because Chibnall's been a bit cagey about it, or not entirely truthful. You're sort of like going, okay, so is there? And so then you do end up starting to look for stuff, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, if I wanted to put into like a video games perspective, I mean, the whole sort of quote-unquote Grinch leak thing with Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, a lot of people were yes. like going, okay, oh, there's this, and there's this, and there's this. But in the end, it was proven false. You know, yeah. no matter how much evidence you have, you know, 
they could either prove or disprove it. And at the end of the day, Nintendo came out and said, right, this is what's this. This is this. And then it was the whole thing was just got completely blown out of the water. So I think we're not going to know either way until either the end of the series or either at the end of Jody's run of the Doctor or Chibnall's uh, term Producer, as Producer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it's not just me because mm. like but I I I am I am fully aware that because of the way that you know I've been trained to watch TV oh, by yeah, yeah. Yeah, by yeah, the yeah. TV that I like it's because I'm now searching for for mm-hmm. things in everything which is annoying and uh yeah, <laughs> never mind. Um so what else? Um oh gosh, what was I going to say? I, I one of the other there was two other part from apart from the the thing we talked about with the doctor earlier being sort of uh, brought down to earth a touch by uh the uh, the actual medical doctor mm-hmm. there were two or three bits in this that i really liked from jody yeah uh, the first one was when she's going through the list of things she's do- a doctor of you know <laughs> lego and um candy floss. all that sort of thing candy floss yeah yeah that's um, good. uh the the bit right at the end where she sort of joins in with that uh recitation at, yeah. at the end i thought was really actually quite touching i really mm-hmm. enjoyed that part yeah um, see that that's what you need is like an ending <laughs> yes yes yeah don't, don't just um, stop have a like yeah. you know have a, have a bit of a resolution and that was good i yeah. did i did enjoy that and i liked how you know they all sort of joined hands and sort of recited together and jody's the one who finishes the sentence that was a really good like eulogy um yes i, I thought that. that was yeah i thought that was quite touching i mean because obviously they're all from the same culture and know that know that uh, know those words but mm-hmm. yeah i thought it was nice that you sort of get those things of the doctor being very Obviously, you understand that she knows a hell of a lot about many different cultures, but sort of going ahead and joining in with that that part, I thought was really great. But mm-hmm. my favourite part, my favourite part of this was her talking about the, um, the I want to say the warp drive, the, yeah. yeah, the antimatter drive. Yeah, I really, really, really liked that bit. I thought that was really good, and the way mm-hmm. that it was shot as well, when it it zooms Close in on her hands, hands yeah. talking about it, yeah, yeah, that was. I, I have to say, you know, the one. Cons- brilliant thing about this series so far is the cinematography oh yeah yeah yeah, absolutely smashing on that um yeah that was just a really nice bit for her because yeah. i mean it's still you know this it's still fantastical but it's also sort of grounded in science which is very sort of like 80s doctor who um but the way she just delivers that like monologue about the antimatter drive you know even though this is sort of like probably like tin cans and shoestrings to a time lord it's she's still like really sort of like oh this is cool man you know yeah it's like she's in yeah. awe of it yeah i really like that i really did and I, I i i especially appreciate that they sort of take the time that something that i remember we really liked that nardol did mm-hmm. in the previous series when he was explaining to um uh, to bill about some of the trying to sort of articulate in a way she would understand yeah. the technology uh, that they were trying to figure out mm-hmm. and we both really appreciate that as memory serves so yeah i really like that you know she's explaining it to yaz and then she sort of puts it in the context of right you know phones you start with the thing old things and then you end up with iphones things get smaller cheaper faster mm-hmm. that's basically what it is that you've got CERN now and in you know hundreds of years it turns into this yeah uh, so yeah i thought that was really good i mean it's good for everybody but especially like for young people watching it and they go oh i see i go understand mm-hmm. um if i had one criticism of it i think that the maybe the drive just looks a bit too much like a bit of tube with light in um uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but what are you gonna do bbc budget yeah you know as long as it looks awesome um, yeah. And the other bit I did like with Jodie is when um, she and the general first meet 
and they have this sort of they have this like mutual sort of like oh hey that's cool and um yeah and the doctor and the doctor's like all right well anyway we've got to well, must you know, go crack on and then she sort of pops in and says about uh, her entry in the, the the book of celebration i can't remember what it was called but yeah um, something like that yeah she says uh Actually, it was a bit more of a volume than a chapter, just so you know. It's like the doctor just yeah. cannot help herself, no matter what. No, she can't. She can't. But I mean, I appreciated that. I mean, that could be easily. I mean, the problem is with being um, a female-led show now. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you always get this thing of women don't like each other, and then you know they start bitching and all this sort of thing. But I appreciated that. Obviously, that they stay partner her off with Yaz quite a lot yeah. I mean obviously I mean because I like that anyway I like that kind of dynamic between the two of them mm-hmm. um, I mean so you've got to get the, the Graham and Ryan duo is kind of because they're family Yeah, you sort of expect it to um, you know to, for them to go off and do their own thing and as well you've got the excuse that your, your poor your man who's about to have a baby wants some men with him mm-hmm. um, <laughs> um, but yeah um, yeah, I mean, I, I like that pairing, but it would have been easy for them to just fall into that trap of having the Doctor and the General kind of butt heads. But yeah. with this, they just, they just sort of come to the same conclusion and go, oh, all right, and then you get on with it. Yeah, like I say, it is very much the anti-midnight. Yeah, it is. It is the anti-midnight. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so <laughs> it's a shame. You, I mean, because knowing your feelings of old about midnight, mm. it's a shame you weren't more comforted by this. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think because the, the the threat is so wishy washy, maybe. Yeah. Because obviously it's not terrifying like in Midnight. Mm-hmm. It's a sort of chubby cheeked little baby alien. Yeah. I mean, I don't, like I say, I don't mind it. It could be a really good threat, but it's just like they say, oh no, it's it's impervious all weaponry. It's you know toxic to the touch, but you don't really see that. Yeah. It's it's like sometimes you need to like show not tell, and mm. I think the only other thing is like if you wanted to like make it a bit more tense like have somebody who's on board the ship who's in critical condition or something who's in stasis or something something where you know there who's under particular threat from the the pating it's like going around messing the systems up and eating stuff you know what i mean it's like the stakes don't really sort of like marry with one another and i think yeah. it's sort of like it's just sort of like ah oh, you know it's one of those ones where you sort of like end up sort of like rewriting it a bit in your head it's like oh i think it's just it's just a missed missed opportunity i think and that's yeah i think so i mean um, that's where i feel on it it's not it's not it's not bad but i just don't think it's been as strong as the shows that have come before it yeah i think so i mean i i I was sort of surprised i mean that's yeah one of the maybe the disadvantages of having so many people in the tardis Mm. there's a lot fewer guest stars because there just ain't enough space for them, really. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you know, the ship is incredibly empty. You feel yeah. like it's massive and there's two people on it. Yeah. Um, or two I mean, people who are getting treatment. I mean, they could have sort of said, you know, we've got like, you know, a thousand people in cryostasis below us or yeah, something like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, um, yeah. I mean, was there anything else you wanted to mention about? Um, oh, we got a little bit of feedback. Oh, did so, we? Oh, cool. Uh, yes. So should we do our scores and do some feedback? Yeah, okay. Um, I've got to be honest, five. Okay, I think I'm going to go with a six for this one. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, not, di- I mean, di- dislike is too strong a word. I wasn't mm. so underwhelmed as maybe you were. I, mm. I appreciate, there was pits in it I appreciated and that's kind of why it goes above the, the middle score, I think, for me. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. So we got a bit of feedback from lovely Tony Boyd Dell. Oh, 
Ew. So here we go. Another week, another fantastic episode. A hungry tardigrade with a snarl is the monster. A pregnant man and a TARDIS crew I am loving as each show passes. This is quality television filled with straightforward stories, lovable characters, real sense of family. I don't miss the convoluted, timey-wimey series arc shenanigans at all. It feels new and fun and, best of all, in very safe hands indeed. So... Mm. There you go. I think that's probably the best view. Uh, you know, the best, um, yeah. the best take on it. But yeah, I'm, I, although I'm quite as not not as enthused about the particular episode as as Tony is. I think we both feel that way. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, generally speaking, I, I mean, I, I pretty much agree with his assessment of like, um, I'm loving that they're sort of a family already. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've, the, the fun bits are really fun, and the good dialogue is really good. So mm-hmm. overall, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, I mean, maybe this is just, like you say, this is the bottom of the bell curve. Yeah, um, I think next so. Next week should be promising, I think. Um, yes, I think so. Although, mind you, there's already a lot of grumbling in the, in the British press about this from our uh, from our esteemed colleagues at the uh, Expletive Sun Expletive. Yes. Um, yeah, people apparently leaving in droves, which I don't understand because the viewing figures have been entirely consistent across the whole five weeks, but never mind. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, because there's too many, inverted commas, PC plots sake which oh for god's sake so uh yeah i I expect that next week is going to be a fairly nightmarish week on the internet for doctor who fans but um we'll see we'll see so let us know your thoughts. You can email us at greatershow at simplysyndicated.com, tweet us at greatershowpod, or you can visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash greatershowpodcast. We invite you to visit simplysyndicated.com and check out our many sister shows on the network, and as always, we welcome your support. The best way you can help us out is by signing up to Simply Everything. A monthly fee of just £6 gives you access to ad-free versions of current shows, a library of podcasts from the network's archives, and shows that are exclusive to the service. We also have a merchandise store that offers apparel and accessories to both Europe and America. We also have a Patreon, and you can donate to the network through PayPal, of which links are both are on the bottom of the website. So that being said, thank you very much, Emma. Thank you, Mike. Until next time, take care and bye-bye.